Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. I am an assistant editor at Mint. I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. Pandemic stress and subsequent regional lockdown have not yet curved the market's optimism for FY22 earnings. However, localized restrictions are expected to lead to some downward revisions in earnings. But that could be limited as large corporates are better prepared this time. A large economic damage like last year is unlikely to happen. The question is, will second wave of COVID delay earnings recovery in FY22? To discuss that, I'm joined by Hiren Ved, Director, CIO and CEO, Alchemy Capital Management. Hi, Mr. Ved. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nasreen. Thank you for having me on this podcast. So, uh, Mr. Ved, the uh, we, as you know, we have there are a lot of uncertainties going, uh, you know, staring at the stock markets. We are also in the middle of the March quarter earnings. Uh, if I can begin the conversation asking you about what is your first take of this earnings, uh, March quarter earnings that have been released so far? I think the trend has been, uh, you know, pretty strong. Uh, you know, by and large, I would say that companies have been able to either meet or slightly exceed expectations uh, you know this quarter has been good because you know we were in a very strong recovery mode the economy was in a very strong recovery mode uh, you know right from november december onwards and we had a very strong jan and feb and i think it's only from kind of you know march onwards that you know we started to see some challenges with respect to the uh, the the second wave, um, so I think that you know I would say that so far, uh, you know, from what data I saw today, uh, uh, you know, roughly about roughly about eighty plus companies, eighty five plus companies have uh, delivered results, and the PAT growth has been in excess of 35% for these 85 companies. So I think in terms of, uh, you know, obviously we had a low base last year uh, because of the lockdown in in the last week of March. But having said that, I think, uh, you know, this is this has been a good quarter so far. Going forward, I know December and March quarter, the analysts had built up a, uh, you know, a lot of expectation because consumer demand was coming back to the markets. But now that we are in the middle of uh, localized lockdowns, uh, there are a lot of restrictions in mobility, uh, restrictions in production. And many companies, uh, in auto com- some auto companies have also stopped their production altogether because of COVID. How do you think our FY22 earnings is likely, likely going to be? Uh, because these are factors which probably companies had not uh, taken into consideration when they were starting the production for FY22. So I think Nisreen, um, uh, you know, uh, actually going back to your previous question, I just wanted to add one thing that while most companies have been able to meet or slightly beat expectations, but I think one trend which is 
visible is that in some cases, especially in manufacturing companies, uh, you know, uh, we are seeing some impact of higher raw material prices, uh, you know, which which has impacted especially companies in the auto space. And, uh, you know, that may continue to be a challenge going forward in the first quarter as well. While companies have taken price hikes, but I think the increase in metal prices and some of the raw material prices have been quite significant. And it may take a couple of more price increases and significant productivity measures to uh, to to neutralize the impact of that. Having said that, uh, to your second question about what impact will the second wave have on Q2 earnings, let's dial back. Um, when the first wave hit us, right, uh, nobody would have expected. No one. Everybody would have thought that the year 2021 would be like a complete write-off. But having said that, I think the way the corporate sector responded to the crisis by cutting costs, improving productivity, some of the savings that they got because of work from home, reducing their sales and marketing expenditure. And I know that some of those are not structural. Uh, you know, some of these costs will come back. But I think that the COVID crisis has uh, enabled companies to rethink their cost models and business models in a very structural way. And therefore, I'm fairly confident that despite the second wave, I think with the experience that companies have got learning about how to operate efficiently, uh, you know, during the first wave, I think their ability to adapt in the second wave will be dramatically better. And I think that it is oft said that you can't beat Indian companies on Jugaad, right? I mean, we are very good at coming up. We are very good at adapting uh, to hostile situations. We thought something very similar when Demon happened, but we came out reasonably good. I have no doubt that in the overall scheme of things, because FY22, we are just starting FY22. So if unless and until, in my opinion, that we have to resort to a very long lockdown phases, which run into a couple of months, then probably I, you know, it would be fair to say that the overall picture could get impacted. But what could happen is that there could be some sequencing issues, which means that Q1 can be soft. Now, in some businesses, when you lose Q1, you lose. There is very difficult. It is very difficult to, uh, uh, you know, to kind of get it back. So let's say if you are a if you are a restaurant or if you are a hotel or you are an airline, a day gone is a day gone, right? You can't say that if I have not been able to sell my hotel rooms for the next 15 days, I will sell everything else in the rest of the uh, period. That cannot happen. But in many industries, you know, you can defer things. And 
what we call as a pent-up demand, which we to some extent experienced after the first wave, that could take care of some of the slack that we could see in Q1. But having said that, I think this time what is different is that given the number of absolute number of cases that are rising, I just feel that just people would be very much and rightly so preoccupied with their current health conditions of themselves and their immediate family members and even their employees. And that distraction will definitely have some softness on sentiment, on consumer sentiment, and it may impact large ticket consumer discretionary businesses a little more. I think rest of the stuff, services, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, uh, manufacturing, uh, you know, should be able to generally, in my opinion, cope. And I'm quite hopeful that despite what we are seeing now, it would not significantly uh, uh, impact the FY22 numbers. Okay. What about the valuation? Uh, at the, at the, you know, in April uh, so far, uh, Indian markets have not been able to perform that well as compared to our uh, other Asian counterparts uh, or if I compare it with the emerging markets. Uh, but at the same time, typically India has a high valuation. That's always been the case. But now that we are facing a crisis, a bigger health crisis, uh, more, more, I mean, bigger than last year. Uh, and the earnings, like you said, probably there could be some uncertainties with the earning, earnings as well. So what do you think about the valuations at the moment? Are we at the fair valuations or you think that the earnings will kind of justify that? So, you know, um, I think one big difference between last year and this year is that last year when the pandemic hit, you know, the, the, the markets fell and the valuations, we, we really went into a very attractive valuation zone. This year, uh, obviously, we are now at fair valuations in, in maybe in some cases, we are even higher than fair valuations, right? But having said that, I think that one of the reasons why the markets could maintain the current valuations uh, is a because I think the markets are looking forward. They're looking towards the future and there is greater confidence and optimism that the recovery has to eventually happen now that you know, while we have a challenge temporarily on our hands with respect to vaccines, with respect to availability of oxygen, healthcare infrastructure, but these are not unsurmountable problems. Secondly, it's not a new problem, right? Typically, markets react violently when it is faced with a risk that it has not assumed or it is it is a, something which is completely out of the blue and then you know it kind of undershoots because it doesn't know how to really price that risk i think now there is a greater confidence within the investors on what level of disruption can happen it's not a complete black box like last year so temporarily will the markets you know can they correct and go into a consolidation time-wise correction? I think it can very much happen. 
it also happens generally when uh, usually when uh, markets have had a very stupendous rise from a crisis from a bottom right almost they've doubled i think it is fair that markets take a little bit of uh, rest uh, you know they they consolidate uh, uh, before moving higher so i personally think that i don't see in the current circumstances uh, that there should be a significant threat to the valuations at large there may be certain areas where there may be uh, you know uh, where valuations are expensive especially in consumer companies or staple kind of companies where there is now very little case or room for further valuation re-rating but i think there are some sectors especially the sectors which have not done well in the last couple of years which are more economy facing and where earnings are still at cyclical lows uh, awaiting a full blown recovery over the next year i think there there is some scope for valuations to expand but having said that i think the current market i don't see a significant threat to current valuations in the market unless interest rates move up very sharply or we have a very very long lockdown then it's a different issue both of which i think are low probability events at this point in time say last year uh, when markets was uh, markets were recovering from the lockdown shock uh, especially after march uh, there was lot of um, foreign money that came into india and that was through the fii route uh, especially in the month of uh, september to december uh, we had good amount of flow coming back coming to indian markets indian equities but that num- number is actually tapering down of course this is the first month of net selling by fis and uh, uh, top, there are also concerns about the uh, covid situation no doubt but what do you think because last year most of the rally that we saw in the stock markets was because of the foreign money that came into indian markets because dis uh, to some extent were actually net sellers so now the situation has reversed fis are selling and they have been really supporting the market with that much of liquidity if they really start selling the kind of money they had parked last year if if that money goes out from indian markets you think that there is a probability of a sharper correction than expected well the plain and simple answer is that if they aggressively sell can the markets correct i think certainly yes because you know fii flows do impact markets in the short run but you know my question is that why would they sell aggressively i don't think i think you have you may during a course of a year have a couple of months as you rightly mentioned in the previous question that india has underperformed other emerging markets and that has more to do with our second wave right i mean obviously people are concerned people may uh, uh, you know be worried about the pace of the recovery going forward and it is quite possible that india you know uh, the fis may adopt a little bit of a wait and watch or a little bit of a cautious approach but i don't think structurally i don't expect fis to pull money out of this country lock stock and barrel and the clear reason in my opinion for that is that if i think india still offers 
uh, one of the best growth stories globally uh, over the next couple of years. We've gone through tremendous uh, restructuring of the economy, cleaning up of the economy, formalization of the economy, digitization of the economy. We've gone through a once in a hundred year crisis like last year. Anybody who now survives this, I think will likely do very well. And in my opinion, very seldom do you have this kind of a backdrop where you have great, uh, you know, global stimulus, interest rates are low. In India, you have a combination of monetary and fiscal policy, which are both supportive for growth and are likely to remain accommodative now more than any time else because of the second wave. I don't think that, uh, you know, there is a case for FIIs to, uh, to, to exit India. Okay. Lastly, one uh, question before we wrap up this conversation. What will, what will be the key things that we'll be looking out in the stock markets now? Um, I understand earnings would be one of it. But besides that, what would be the key things that you'll be looking out for FY22 for the stock markets? I think, I think you know, uh, from here onwards, uh, I think the most important... So there are two things. One is that uh, you know, what is the pace of recovery? You know, we, 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 you know, we recovered quite well. Incrementally, if we are able to capture, uh, you know, and build on that recovery, uh, you know, over maybe if we say, okay, the first quarter may be a little soft, but second, third, fourth quarter, we are able to build on the recovery of last year. Earnings definitely would be very important. And I think, uh, you know, for any country, I think what the central banks do is very critical. I think central bank support to economies and asset markets is a very important reason why markets are where they are. Um, so I wouldn't belittle that. I would keep one eye on it, though I believe that I see a very small probability that central banks will do anything at all. To, uh, to challenge the recovery in the economy. Uh, I don't think they can afford to do that. And therefore, you know, I personally feel that, uh, you know, uh, the we can build on, uh, you know, while we, we, we may have the narrow markets like the Nifty and the Sensex consolidate for a little bit quite longer, but I'm very confident about the broader markets in India. And the long-term direction, I have never felt so bullish about the markets in a long, long time. I think we are on a cusp of a big growth, economic growth cycle in India. This growth cycle, unlike the previous one, will also be supportive for earnings growth. And we are starting a very big productivity cycle which is being going to be powered by the new economy and the digitalization of this country that we've seen. I think people are underestimating the productivity growth that can be unleashed because of the digitization we have done, the, the whole UPI framework, uh, you know, uh, the ability to deliver uh, 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 subsidies, uh, you know, straight into bank accounts, uh, you know, just the velocity of money can, will uh, 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 and the productivity because of the new economy 
will surprise people on the upside in my opinion so i am very very confident yes we need to be a little bit on the on our toes with respect to the next month or two in terms of how we manage this covid situation the second wave and i'm fairly confident that as a country and now with great international help we should be able to manage it but after that i think people will be pleasantly surprised by the strength of the recovery and what the markets can deliver over the next 2 to 3 years all right on that note thanks a lot for uh, sharing your insights and taking time to join our podcast wish you a very good health going forward thank you so much thanks nisreen it was a pleasure for feedback you can write to me at nasreen.s@lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on twitter at nasreen story you can also reach out to us at ht smartcast we are present on facebook twitter and instagram and to listen to more podcasts like this you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com this was a mint production brought to you by ht smartcast ht smartcast